Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks boasting as much of an impact as Joshua Tserksi, fantasy advice with a better success rate than most January transfers and pundits as locked in as a Lewandowski-Werner pairing up front. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy, Season 3, Match Day 18. And joining me as ever, it's the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, happy new year, my my friend, how did you enjoy the festive period and how are you feeling ahead of the uh, Bundesliga's return this weekend? Well, I uh, enjoyed it very much. I went uh, on a family holiday. We went skiing and uh, it was a blast. And yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now because can you imagine um, Bremen hasn't lost the Bundesliga game since like more than three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> it so, must be a wonderful uh, feeling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and if we could keep that running over the weekend I, I would be elated so uh, yeah oh dear I like how how expectations have changed for you from that I remember the first episode of the season recording it and talking to you about Bremen and you were you were full of hope yeah. full of hope and and now you're just hoping to keep an unbeaten run going I think no it's, it's a good way to go about it and I'm glad to hear that you you had a, a good festive period it's good to be back 2020 right first episode of the year had to be done yeah some would say of the decade uh, James yeah, <laughs> yeah you could even make that argument right uh that's it but i for one am delighted the fact that we will have bundesliga action back on our screens this weekend it's just it's not quite the same without it during the winter break but it makes for a better spectacle and ultimately we've got one of the most competitive campaigns in recent history going on right now so to get the ball rolling again will be absolutely fantastic but talking of getting the ball rolling we should probably do that with today's show and there's no better way to start off the show than with some listener questions and we will dive straight in with a question I thought was quite pertinent, Flo, because it is a problem that has crept up in recent seasons in the Bundesliga fantasy world. And it's from at Mitch Bedjik. He asks, it seems like having only three transfers a week leads to everyone having a template team. He asks, how do you break from the pack in the Rookrunder and who are the best potential differential players in your mind? Yeah, I think that... I mean, that's a very good question, and I think it's a bad idea to unnaturally want to fight it if there are some players who are clearly the best value on their position, you have to go with them. You differentiate at other spots. That's what I do. If if we remember what Kimmich did last season, for instance, you would be really hurting not to buy Kimmich last season. And this season, we've got Lewandowski and Werner, who really are a notch over every other striker so far this season. And I would keep these guys and uh, on other positions. Like, what I'm trying to do is always to feel trends earlier than the rest of the competition and maybe jump on the bandwagon, like the first one to jump on a new bandwagon. Uh, that's always a good way to go. And apart from that, think for yourself and don't shy away from players of smaller clubs if the matchup is right. And that's basically my advice. Uh, I think probably, I mean, everyone who has now made a team there's going to be Lewandowski in it and Berner in it and probably you should have Günther in it, uh, especially since Kimmich is uh, suspended for the first game. But there are not a lot of locks, even 
you you have the Royce or Sancho debate, which means can you buy can you buy both? Probably, but then you're hurting at other places. So I think at the start it'll probably not be as many teams that look alike than we used to have at the end of the Hinrunde. And uh, so it's always a natural progression in that way. But I I wouldn't force the issue just to be different. I think that's that's a bad idea most of the time. Yeah, I think we've seen that. You mentioned Kimmich. I went through a spell last season where I got rid of Lewandowski to try and pick up points with players that cost less, and that did not work out particularly well for me. And so I think Flo's right. When it comes to the premium point getters in the game, it's worth jumping on the bandwagons, even though everyone may be on them already. But I, the, I think the only other advice may be when it comes to trying to find ways to break away from the pack as Mitch points out is maybe to use I try and use the Friday night games a lot because firstly you know the lineup secondly you can afford to take more of a risk on that evening and try and find a differential knowing that if they don't perform you can always drop them out of your team or you can move your star player onto someone else and so the Friday night games are really a great source of differential points because people may go for the same players but it really is a bit of a a minefield in terms of there's so many options that people can pick on a Friday night, knowing the lineups that you may be able to differentiate yourself there. And I mean, the second part of Mitch's question is who are the best potential differential players to, to, to list players out right now at the start of the Rook Runder would be virtually impossible. I think it's fair to say, because you do have some players that we're expecting to maybe improve at the start of the Rook Runder, but Bundesliga seasons in the past flow, I think you'll attest to this as well, have shown us that someone that was not on our radar at all in the first half of the season can quickly get on our radar in the second half of the season. Yeah, agreed. And so yeah. I think that the first couple of weeks are, are very much a feeling out process in the Rook Runder. And then it's, you know, weeks three, four, five that you can really start to kind of cement the idea of how form is going to play out in the second half of the season. Yeah, and everyone who's having a spell of like three, four amazing games, fantasy games, like he isn't a differential pick anymore. Like take the, for instance, I think Kai Havertz is a great differential pick for the first match day of the Rick Ronda. Absolutely. But he won't be in three weeks if he's killing it again. So I think you can't pick out a player who will be differential all of the Rick Ronda and is doing well. You can't have both. Uh, every player who will perform at top level isn't differential at one point anymore. That's just uh, the way the game goes. Yeah, uh, the, and then then you have to go and find the next one. And that's what you were talking about with the bandwagons, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. So we had the likes of Amina Arit and I mean Philip Max. Akimi went through a spell as well, where it really was a case of if you jumped on that, those bandwagons at the right time, you came out smelling of roses. And so that's that's definitely the key because something that we say about this game a lot is the volatile nature of it, and that's exactly what flows attesting to. There is the fact that you have to kind of go with the punches when it comes to making quick changes onto different bandwagons. So I think that's probably the best advice we can we can give you, Mitch, when it comes to that. But I'm sure there'll be plenty more that you can feed from in this episode. So we'll move on to the next question. And it's from at Beer Deutsches. And actually, this kind of plays into the differential discussion we were just having. But he is asking, which players should we look to rebound from a poor Hinrunder? So who's going to have a big upswing in form compared to the first half of the season flow? Yeah, I mentioned Kai Havertz already. I mean, he scored twice, I think, in the last test match before the Bundesliga start. And 
I'm really tempted to bring him in my squad because I think for his price tag, he won't be uh, in many squads. And Leverkusen has a really nice schedule to start the season. They're starting out at Paderborn, then it's a home game against Dusseldorf. And then they're traveling to Hoffenheim. I think three games I pretty much like. Then it's a home game against Dortmund. After that, it's Union and Augsburg. So, I mean, in the in the first like seven games, is it's looking pretty good. And if Havertz picks up his form, I think that could be a great choice. I'm I'm looking to to for him to um, play at a higher level, much higher level than in the Hinrunde. Uh, Andre Kramaric would be another one. He's a specialist for for the Rick Ronda. It's ridiculous. I don't have the stats uh, on the top of my head, but like his scoring ratio in the Rick Ronda is like quadruple the times he scored in a hin Ronda uh, in history. And I was just going to say, because he's the perfect example of these bandwagon players, right? He's someone that we've seen in the past go on a big hot streak. If he scores one, he tends to go on a run of four, five, six games where he's regularly getting attacking returns. So he's someone that I think, yeah, if he stays fit, could be a, could be a big upswing. Yeah, Gregoric, I mean, he, he wasn't any part of that Augsburg squad. And he's now under 10 million, might start up front for Schalke uh, and is a midfielder in the game. So, uh, and he just can go up from his performances from uh, of the Hinrunde. So I think Gregorich is an interesting player. And I have, I have to give credit to James because uh, he wasn't on my radar, but we talked pre-show and uh, yeah, James mentioned Gregorich and I just uh, thought, oh, I should have I should have thought about him and um, uh, now I did so uh, yeah Gregorich <laughs> I think is an interesting player and credit to James for pointing that out every every now and again I come up with a good one of flow every now and again uh, I think with me it's one in 10 with you it's probably 9 in 10 but I'll take my one in 10 here with Gregorich I mean he's a player that I don't think can ever be off my radar based on what we saw him achieve last season with Augsburg in the fantasy game. And the fact is, like, he is a player that when he's motivated, we know he can be a big impact player. And the fact that he may be out of position, as you point out, just makes him all the more enticing. I'm sure we'll talk about him a fair bit in today's show as well. Okay, moving on to the next question. It's from at Hafid FW. He's got a two-part question. Flo, he's asking for recommendations to replace Kimmich. And he's also asking, are Freiburg a good option for this match day? Yeah, regarding high-priced defenders, Halsberg, Hakimi and Günther are the three defenders I, I think have a really good shot to pick up uh, a huge amount of points next match day. So that uh, these three will be my first choice. And I think Freiburg, the thing I, I said about Leverkusen is also true for Freiburg. I mean, their opening schedule is just marvelous. They're traveling to Mainz. Then they're hosting Paderborn. They're traveling to Cologne. They're hosting Hoffenheim. They're traveling to Augsburg. And then they're hosting Düsseldorf. I mean, you you can't get any better. That's one, two, three, four, five, six games. And just one team is sitting at the top half right now. And that's Hoffenheim at seventh place. So I really think Freiburg is is a, a great idea to invest in Freiburg players. It's just a bit tricky, but we will touch on that, I think, when we talk about Mainz against Freiburg, probably. Yeah, definitely. But I couldn't agree more. I think Freiburg are one of the teams that people should be looking at, not just because of the good fixture, but also because, you know, they, they offer lower budget 
options. And those are key when working with the budget that we've got in this game, especially when you're trying to afford the likes of Lewandowski and Werner up front, for instance. And speaking of saving a bit of money, that moves us nicely onto the next question. It's from at Brinny Hoof. He's asking for bargain defenders. He says, please discuss Nordweit, Zutner, Jakobs, Friedel, etc. Who is likely to start and who will score big? So at first, I'm I'm going to rank them in likeliest to start, and that's Friedel, Zotna, Nordfight, Jakobs. So Friedel is a lock to start because Augustinsson is out for the match. I think Zotna is pretty likely to start, but still could be Gieselmann. Nordweit is likely to start, still could be Posh. And Jakobs has a pretty good shot to start, but there's a lot of possible options that Cologne can go where Jakobs is on the bench as well. Uh, I personally expect him to start, and I'll probably, just because of his price tag, will bring him in. Uh, free, and out of these four guys, I probably like Friedel the most, as close, as a close one with uh, Zotna. Uh, Brim has a good opening schedule, for what it's worth. And Dusseldorf, um, after the home game uh, against Bremen, that traveling to Leverkusen, I don't like that very much. And should Augustinsson uh, miss the next game as well, then Bremen has a home game against Hoffenheim. I like that better. That's uh, why I would pick Friedel over Zutna. But I want to add uh, Evan and Dicker uh, of Frankfurt. I I think he's a good long-term budget option uh, in defense because Frankfurt is going to change their system. They're not playing uh, with a three-man back line anymore. They're probably going to uh, field a back four. And then Indica is playing as a left back in that system. And Kostic is playing uh, as an attacking winger. So Ndika as a wing, uh, as a uh, left back for six point eight million right now. I would include him in this list. Yeah, I think that's a, a great shout. Actually, the only other name I was thinking of potentially. Well, I want to ask you actually, Flo, before I throw out the other name. Where where does Christopher Lentz come into this discussion as well, or is is he so much of a uh, you know, it's almost like a guaranteed pick with him. He's such a wonderful option, as he proved in the first half of the season, that it's not really worth throwing him in the discussion. Uh, he's he's definitely a great pick. And if this wasn't the first match day where we got unlimited transfers, I wouldn't probably move him. But just because of the match at Leipzig, if I can make it work in a different way, maybe I uh, pass on Lenz. Because we've got Friedel, we've got Indica, we've got Jakobs, and I got like three budget defenders. And I think there's a chance that uh, Union gets slaughtered uh, at Leipzig. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 and I do. I completely agree with that. We saw that happen match day one of the season as well. Union just didn't look quite up to scratch. I'd like to, I'd like to think they would put in a, uh, an improved performance this time around. The only other name I was going to throw out because he is cheap and he's part of the Bundesliga's meanest back line this season, and that's Marcel Tisserand, three point seven. He doesn't quite have the scope that some of the players we just mentioned have in terms of getting a huge, massive point haul. What he could be is quite consistent. 
consistent, though, in terms of picking you up somewhere between six to eight points. And that certainly wouldn't be something to shy away from at that price tag. But okay, yeah, that I think is a good discussion when it comes to budget defenders, because ultimately they're a much better market than certain budget players in other departments. But yeah. uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. The next question, though, is from at Massier Kaleshko. He's asking, and this is a big question, Flo, but which Bayern assets would you recommend? Where are we at with Bayern? Because we talk so much about their rotation at the start of the season, but as you've kind of talked about, you know, there's a pretty locked on team right now, given the injury list. Yeah, there is. Um, um, but I think the matchup is actually a tough one. Last five matches between Bayern and Hertha is uh, one victory for both sides and three draws. And I think it could be another draw could be in the cards uh, in that match. So I'm not that eager to invest in Bayern. But if you on the side, which can definitely be happened that although Bayern played miserable uh, test matches, I think 5-2 they lost to Nuremberg, a second tier uh, club in Germany. But if you think they come out and they ignore what happened before and they, they have a good game, um, then I, I think Coutinho is is a good way to go as a differential pick, high price, but uh, he can score big. We know that. I mean, he had that all-time record with 46 points or something. So uh, he's definitely uh, someone you can cons- uh, consider. Davis is a good, uh, cheap option. He's a midfielder in the game, which is a bummer. I think 6.4 million, good price tag for him. And then, of course, it's Lewandowski, and I probably won't look at any other player in that Bayern squad. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary of where we're at with the Bayern market. So moving on to the next question, it's from... Because oh, Napri oh, isn't oh. expected to play. So That is, yeah, an important uh, just, point. Just to add that, if if Napri were at 100%, uh, he would be one of my favourites, but he isn't. Very true. Okay, then moving on to the next question. It's from at Andreas Reza one He says, is there any good rotational pair of goalkeepers to consider with uh, Pentker and Schubert coming up as new options? I've, I felt strange about this because it's a goalkeeper question that didn't come from our good friend Milan. So he's maybe got some competition. But where are we at with goalkeepers? Because, of course, unlimited transfers, this is the time flow where we talk about making a decision that is long-term. So how can we lock something in that we can guarantee he is going to be a long-term option. Yeah, I'm going to lock in Zentner. That's what what I'm doing because he's the cheapest goalkeeper of whom we know he's going to play probably for the rest of the Rekronda. And then there's a debate to make uh, which second goalkeeper to go with. I haven't checked the fixtures yet, which suits, uh, which team... Uh, suits switch better so you've got uh, a lot of uh, standalone uh, fixtures for both of your goalkeepers that's what you want but I'm leaning going with Schubert he's one million right now I guess or is he uh, a bit more I think he I think he's a little bit I more I want to say 1.4 but don't quote me on that then Pentke is one million that was it that's true wasn't it yeah Schubert's 1.3 Zentner is 1.4. Yeah, 1.3, 1.4. You pay 2.7 million. Uh, you get two first-team strikers. And Schubert actually has a shot to be the number one in the Rückrunde because uh, of Nübel's transfer to Bayern. Uh, he isn't the skipper of the team anymore. They they 
took that away from him. And if Schubert is playing good the next two games, I think that he's going uh, probably going to stay in goal for Schalke. It's definitely a gamble. So after two games, his time could be over. But with Penke, you got four to six weeks and then you know it's going to be over for Penke. Unless like he has otherworldly performances. But uh, Oliver Baumann is the clear number one uh, at Hoffenheim and Nübel isn't the clear number one at Schalke anymore. Yeah, that's it. I think Baumann is the player that made the most Bundesliga appearances over the course of the last decade for both Freiburg and Hoffenheim, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, you know you know he's going to come back in. I just wanted to ask you though, they have signed, Hoffenheim have signed Michael Esser. Yeah. Do you not think there's an outside chance that he could be thrown straight into the mix? I mean, Penka's unproven. No, uh, um... Schroeder said in the presser that uh, Penke is going to play. Ah, there you go. Okay. But there's definitely a chance, if he's not looking good, that next week is Essa time. That's it, right? It's also uh, also possible. Yeah. And he's yeah. only, I mean, Essa's only 4 million. And of course, we all know what he was capable of achieving with a relegated a Hanover side. So you, you, you could have high hopes for him. But okay, it's, I had missed the fact that Schroeder had said that. Yeah, but if I go Essa, I probably pay a little bit more and go with Zingale or someone who stays in goal for the rest of the uh, Rick Ronda. I, I just think Zentner is by far the best keeper Absolutely, yeah. just because of his price tag and he's going to stay in goal. And that's why he's, uh, oh, uh, I'd pick him over uh, Pentke or Schubert, uh, where you can meet trouble. Uh, and like I said, I'd probably go with Schubert and. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I think with Zentner and hope that that's Schubert it, right? stays I think goal. you're kind of you're hoping then that Schubert does keep his place because you know then ultimately you've made a good decision and it's, it's a cheap decision. You've saved some budget as well. And worst case scenario, okay, Nubel comes back. Nubel goes straight into the team. The issue there, I think, flow for a lot of people and including myself. I'm with you. I'm going Zentner and Schubert right now. I'm backing Schubert to keep his place and hoping that's the case. But it would ultimately probably take at least. Two, two transfers to free up enough budget to then make a goalkeeper switch two weeks down the line, which won't be ideal, but it, I almost feel it's worth the risk at that price. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you would go with another cheap goalkeeper or you would just stick with Zentner. I'm not all against it if, like, if budget is tight. Uh, it's depending on how much value we, uh, we see open up in the next week. I think on the first match day, just how the the schedule is, it's tough to find value in other positions than defense right now. No, that is very true as well. Okay, we are almost at the half hour mark, so we need to crack on with these questions, but we've got a fair few to come still. But that's all right, because we like listening to questions. Ultimately, they help us cover all the bases as well. So the next one is from at Detox Diddy. He says, according to Kicker, Strike is planning to play in a 4-4-2 formation. If so, is Gunter still a good option? Yeah, I, I think so, especially because a lot of his value comes from set pieces. And... If I'm bringing in Günther, they maybe play a 4-4-2 at Mainz, but they probably go back to a three-man back line against other opponents. So uh, I think uh, Streich changed uh, his formations a bit in the Hinrunde, and Günther was always a pretty good and pretty safe pick. So I'm not that worried. I would prefer a three-man back line for Günther 
of course, but I still think he's a, a great pick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he almost proved fixture impervious when it came to his form in the first half of the season. Detox Diddy does also ask Flo, are there any new long-term attacking wing-back alternatives that maybe we haven't considered in the first half of the season? I have to say, I was scratching my head at this one and thinking, not really. Well, we, we mentioned Hakimi, maybe in Dika. Let's see what he can do, but he's, a, he's the budget option there. But apart from that, Sinkraven, I'm not sure. He's he's probably going to play because uh, Vandal is suspended. And if he has a really good game, we know that like he was selected by Bosch to uh, transfer to Leverkusen. So uh, I think he has a high opinion of Sinkraven. And if he's a consistent starter, maybe in an attacking Leverkusen side, we get some value out of him. Yeah, he was one I had on my my list at the start of the season. I'm surprised Me too, yeah. that he didn't feature more often in the first half of the season, but he could be a differential. Okay, let's move on. Oh, right, at yeah, go ahead. 7.7 million, just so yeah, that's, that's his price tag. I think he was 9 million at the start of the season, so he's dropped significantly, but yeah. that sometimes can make him even more attractive. But okay, next question from at underscore Kai Dus underscore... Three-part question, Flo. The first part is, who are we looking at for the third striker spot, assuming Lewandowski and Werner are essential? I, firstly, is it fair to say that it's Lewandowski and Werner are very much the template, uh, if we want to continue using that term? Long term, yes. I think if you have a better idea where to spend, I'm not 100% sure that Lewandowski merits his price tag just for this match day at Berlin. I just don't expect Bayern to score many goals in that match. Uh, but I might be mistaken, Just that's just my hunch. But I probably um, will bring him in anyway, just because of it's, it's tough um, afterwards to uh, buy a player for uh, o- over 20 million to make the budget, to make that work. And that's probably why I, I'd go with Lewandowski in the first place. And after that, it's tough. I think uh, Rashica, I mean, in a in a dipping Bremen team, he's always like performing quite well. You've got Diaby for Leverkusen, 11 million. Actually think it's not a bad idea. I would love to bring him Alario. It's just not sure uh, that he's going to play. That's the problem with him. And we've got uh, Jean-Philippe Mateta. Being back after his injury, 9.6 million, I think that's a brilliant price tag. But that's more a one and done on the first match day. Of course, you can go with Wout Wehorst as well. They have a good stretch of games at Cologne, uh, at home against Hertha, Paderborn, then hosting Dusseldorf, Hoffenheim, then Mainz, then Union. So a pretty good looking there. Definitely in consideration. You know that I always underestimate Walt Vejos, but maybe uh, I actually might go there. Uh, yeah, I have to say, if I'm if I'm being very honest, my debate right now for my third striker, and this may come down to budget issues, but it's between Vekos because, as Flo just mentioned, very good run of fixtures at the start of the season. The only concern is that Wolfsburg have not been scoring that often, 18 goals in 17 games so far this season. The other one is Kevin Folland. And the thing is... The thing that I struggle with with Folland, you mentioned Diaby at, at 11 point something million. Folland's 17 million. Yeah. So he's taking another huge chunk out of your budget. It's too much for you th- Okay, so you're in the camp, it's too much. I'm just looking... Yeah, but because he might might play on the wing. So mm. if Alario plays... so um, 
Diaby is playing on the wing. I know that, but he's six million yeah. less. It's a tricky one. The thing is, yeah. the, the thing that entices this is the thing that's really speaking for Folland right now is that Leverkusen's first two games of the Rookrunder are both on a Sunday. So I immediately know I'm going to have added flexibility in my front line. But Flo is right. I mean, there's an element of risk with Folland, whereas Weghorst, I don't think there is. That's the debate I'm still having. And so, I mean, it's nice to hear that Flo wouldn't go there. But that, that, the fact that Flo wouldn't go there almost makes me more tempted to do it. I don't know why. <laughs> but I feel like I'm looking at Folland as a big differential, kind of in the same way Flo is looking at Harvest as potentially being that high price differential as well. The thing is, your striker spot, we've said it so many times on this show, your striker spots are so important. There's only three of them. You can't afford to mess about with them too much. But I think this this third striker spot is going to be the big debate for everyone going into match day 18. I think that's fair to say, right, Flo? Yeah, agreed. Okay, so hopefully that will help Kai Dus. Uh, second part of his question is, should we risk and start with Max or is it better to bring him in after the first week, Flo? Because, I mean, Max was on fire at the end of the uh, the Hinrunda. Yeah, Max was on fire, but he had Iago uh, on the left side playing as well. And he's playing with a Brazilian Olympic squad right now, which means that Max is playing as a left back. And I'm not sure that we can expect the value he gave us at the end of the Rückrunde uh, as he was basically playing as a winger and getting in the score sheets and stuff like that. So I'm not bringing in Philip Max for the first match day of the Rick Runde, and then I'll see what, what happens uh, at the match against Dortmund. Um, I, I think he's a good option. Only problem is I think you have to uh, make your value picks in defense. And Max isn't cheap. And that's just like, that's why I'm probably not ending up with Philip Max in my squad. Yeah, I think that's a very reasonable points to make. I think it's worth waiting and seeing with him. Okay, last part of Kai Das's question. And you know what, Flo, to, just to speed this up, rate, rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, okay? He's asking, is the mini Kostic, a.k.a. Levin Erstenali, the way to go when it comes to midfielders around the 10 million euro mark? Where would you rate that on a scale of 1 to 10 as a good move? Just for the next match day, I would give it an 8. But going forward, uh, what's my second game? I think it's a tough one. I check that out. When away, it's a way to, away a way to, to Gladbach, Gladbach. Then they're hosting Bayern. Then they're going away to Hertha. Then it's Schalke. Then away to Wolfsburg. So I probably just stay away from Mainz uh, altogether. Because uh, after the Freiburg match, uh, they're going to hit a stretch of brutal, brutal uh, matchups. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I, I think, yeah, Urs Tenali, he's attempting one, especially if he's going to play in a more advanced role. We saw him playing as a wing back towards the end of the first half of the season, but it looks like Brzezinski may come back in at right back, which would move him further forward. But I think there are better ways to go. And we'll actually talk about some of those later. Well, actually, it's going to be in the next set of questions. And the next set of questions are from at Folks Connect, starting with he asked Flo, which Leipzig midfielder other than Sabitzer can provide good value over the next month? Month or so. Uh, unfortunately, no one you can rely on. But for this match day alone, I actually think you can double up with Savica and Kunku because Forsberg wasn't at a hundred percent the whole week at practice. Practice, and I can't imagine. I mean, it's a coin flip between Kunku and Forsberg. And Nagelsmann has swapped them in and out. And 
I can't imagine that he's going to pick Forsberg for uh, the starting 11 against Union. And Nkunku, always, if he's on the pitch, he's one of the best fantasy players out there. Yeah, he proved that in the first half of the season more than once. Okay, I would agree with that. Who amongst, his next part of the question, who amongst the entourage of new signings do you think will provide the best value over the coming months? Maybe pick your top two here, Flo, because uh, we've had a, a smattering of, of winter signings, not a huge amount, but there are some interesting ones in there from a fantasy perspective. So who would you pick as your top two? Yeah, I'm not sure about that, if there are, if there are a lot of interest. Yeah. I mean, Holland is 13 million. He's not going to play yeah, that's the problem. Uh, on the first <laughs> match day. So I'm, I, I worry about him if he breaks the starting lineup. And then I think definitely he's interesting. We've got Mark Oud at 9 million, but at Cologne, we have to. that's someone I want to see at first. I think the only one who can hit it off right away is Grigorich already talked about him 9.7 million Dabur for uh, Hoffenheim 11 million let's see what he can do in the Bundesliga I'm not going to make a leap of faith like uh, uh, I did with Batshuayi uh, <laughs> yeah. back in the days when he came to Dortmund yeah that was those were good times when he first joined no. uh, if you got on that bandwagon the only other one I'd throw out there is Eduard Leuven who's moved on loan to Augsburg from Hertha now the thing is, I would say hold off on this transfer. He's only 7 million. He's a midfielder and he definitely can bring something to the table in a fantasy sense. But the thing was, the way uh, it was being talked about in the lead up to the game this weekend against Dortmund is it wasn't clear whether he would be slotting straight into the starting lineup or whether he needed a bit more time to acclimatize to the way Augsburg play, which could mean Jensen keeps his place. But I think Lurven at 7 million is one to keep an eye on, kind of like Oot. And it's a case of if they can prove themselves, maybe not a bad idea to jump on the bandwagon quickly. Okay, last part of Folks Connect's question flow. He says, Laszlo Benesch has to go. So which three midfielders can step up to the mark in the low budget range? That's pretty tough, really. I think the only budget midfielder I would feel comfortable right now would be Alfonso Davis. But I would wait if Laszlo Benesch... Like, Laszlo Benesch is... A player I would be most interested in if he uh, would be in a starting 11 on a Friday evening. So if he's going to start, he's probably in my lineup because he just like there are not a lot of budget midfielders you can rely on. No, it's a terrible market. Yeah, it is. So Davis is the one I'd mention there if you like. 7 million or under. It's a brutal field. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I mean, Lerven, I'll mention again because he is 7 million, but again, hold off on that. And I was thinking about the same thing. It's just not a very good way. It's not a good place to invest right now. There are better low budget defenders that you can go for that also aren't quite as risky. And then I was thinking, okay, if you, if you kind of extended it to the, the 10 million range, which I think is a lot of, is what a lot of people are looking at. You've got Amin Arit at 9.6, uh, who could continue his form, but I think there's a doubt about his fitness. Again, you'll find out whether he's in the starting lineup on Friday night. The other one I was thinking about is a big differential, a bit outside the box, but it's Wolfsburg Zava Schlager. He's 9.7 million. And again, he's one I will be keeping a close eye on because we did see before he got his uh, ankle injury uh, that he was getting forward quite regularly for Wolfsburg. And I wonder whether he could be a bit of a dynamic option in midfield for them. And then maybe the other one, if we're talking Wolfsburg, uh, that's worth mentioning is Josip Brekolo. Yeah. 
as well at that price because he's what 8.7 million if I'm 8, not mistaken 8.4 right now 8.4 oh, even, yeah. even better 8.4 and again Wolfsburg have a great run of fixtures at the start of the season he tailed off in his performances but if he can do anything like we saw at the start of the season he can recreate that form he's one uh, that's worth considering Okay, moving swiftly on. At Ignatius Brian L1, he's got a three-part question as well, Flo. Now, he says, currently Freiburg have never won away at Mainz. Will this be the time that they get it? I don't think so, but yeah, maybe they su- surprise me. Uh, I, I think my Mainz has a small edge in this one because they look decent under uh, Bialotta. Fair enough. And it's a home game for them. Yeah, that's it. And we are talking about them as a one and done. But this one and done could be prolific for them. And we saw them scoring a lot of goals towards the uh, end of the Hinrunda. Ignatius Bryan is also asking uh, for a best one match day punt defender. He says he's currently leaning towards Halsenberg. So if you were to pick a one and done defender this weekend, flow, who would it be? Yeah, Halsenberg or Hakimi. I can't decide between the both of them right now. But uh, I think it's pretty sharp to think about these two. Yeah, you know what? I'd agree with that, especially in that price range. I think those are the two players that are worth looking at. I think Hakimi could be less of a one-and-done than Hausenberg, potentially, though, because yeah, Dortmund do have a good definitely. run of fixtures. Third part of his question, he says he's currently he currently doesn't have a player from the Friday night game. He says, is that worrying? No, oh, welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, me neither. So I hate that first first game for fantasy i usually i'm like you james i like to invest in a friday evening game but <laughs> yeah that's just like the thing will be different if patrick hammond starts he's an enticing option in midfield but maybe he isn't going to start if Benis starts starts he will be interesting for me ben Zabaini is an interesting player but he's out already ruled out just not a lot of options in in that match that i'm willing to go uh, Gregoric is one if he's playing up front, but we're not 100% that he's going to play uh, either. And then it's Arid basically for the same price tag, but I'm not loving it. And Schalke is playing at Munich next match, match day. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Got to have that in the back of your mind. Okay, final part, final listener question. Again, it's a bit of a three-part question flow, but it's from our good friend at Korosh for you. He is asking, are Grifo and Bellarabi reliable starters for Freiburg and Leverkusen? Yeah, unfortunately not right now. I mean, both are likely to start, but there's definitely some doubt um, if they actually are in the starting lineup. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. I, be, Bella, I mean, but yeah, both would be very enticing options, absolutely. And and Griefa may even take away some of those set-piece duties we talked about for Gunter earlier. But yeah, in terms of guaranteed reliable starters, I think you are right. Now, we had uh, a question about replacements for Joshua Kimmich. But Korosh is asking, would you plan with or without Kimmich for the next few games? So where are we at when it comes to Joshua Kimmich? You know, the highest priced defender, highest scoring defender last season, but he's got competition this year. So if you don't, you know, I, most people won't have him in their squads for match day 18 because he is suspended. But would you be trying to plan in advance right now, Flo, to get him in next week? No, uh, I, w- I wouldn't do that and I probably won't bring him in next week because um, it's just too expensive right now. And as long as we don't have a lot of value uh, on other positions, I'm going to go with cheap defenders 
Yeah, that's it. I think, you know, we've seen mid-tier price defenders perform just as well as Kimmich this season. Uh, and I think, therefore, he is not quite as much of a necessity as he was last year. Now, the last part of Koros' question is about the Verda situation. He's asking how much value Rashica offers compared to other strikers. You've kind of touched on it before. Is there anything you'd like to add to Rashica here, Flo? No, I, th- I still think he's a really good fantasy option. And if Bremen can get the show running, he might be like, we won't be talking about the striker position in the near future because Bremen has good fixtures. And if they can hit a good run of form, I I think he's he's definitely the, the third in line probably behind Lewandowski and Werner. But that's a big if right now. And that's why I'm not even sure that I myself would like... I'm the biggest Rashica supporter out there and I'm not sure that I'm going to bring him in. Um, for me, it's between Rashica and Vejos, probably. Well, that's, well, that's the two guys I'm debating right now. Yeah, but there's with Rashica, I mean, certainly an element of risk. It could pay off big. There's no doubt about that. He's proved that in the past in the fantasy game, but there is a big element of risk. Right, that brings an end to our listener questions here at the end of part one uh but speaking of listeners it would be remiss of us not to mention that at the start of the second half of the season we've been very much looking forward to the start of the tff Pokal. it was something that we started last season i say we started it wasn't even us really it was a listener who goes by the name of at haymarket second uh and he went to the great lengths last season and we were so appreciative of it to take care of this tff Pokal. so a little cup knockout system that goes on throughout the second half of the season and I'm glad to say that we are doing it again this year. Uh, we'll be posting the link on our Twitter page, but if you want, uh, you can find it on his Twitter page as well. Um, it's at H A Y M A R K E T Z E C K E N. So Haymarket Second. You can find the link to the document that chronicles everything that goes on in the Pokal. And we just want to take a moment again to say thank you very much to Haymarket Second for getting it all organized. It really is a nice caveat to the second half of the season. So go check out whether you've been drafted in to the Pokal. And uh, we wish everyone uh, luck in the second half of the season with it as well. But for now, that brings us to an end of part one. We'll be back in part two for a quick look at the fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. It is time to break down the fixture list for the return of the Bundesliga, starting with that Friday night game. Schalke against Gladbach. Nubel, Sane, Stambouli, McKenny are all out for Schalke. It's worth noting Caligiuri is one booking away from a suspension. So too is Stefan Leiner. But as we've mentioned, Ben is... Benzi Baini and Elvedi are also out. Now, the Royal Blues, Schalke, they're unbeaten in their last eight matches on home soil. Gladbach enjoyed their best hinrunder for 43 years. The thing that struck me when it came to the pre-match stats here, Flo, though, is that Gladbach strikers have hit 22 goals combined so far this season. Schalke have just registered seven. Is that the biggest concern with these two teams? Yeah, the, the biggest concern is just that there's not a lot of attacking football in that match. That's my biggest concern. Uh, and if there is on which side, I can't decide really who who will latch this one out. And that makes me uncomfortable. If there were a player well, with screaming value, I wouldn't mind it because I just could gamble, like you said. 
But even for a player like Arid, you you pay up to ten million. So it's not like you're not paying uh, at least decent price for a player. And that's why I hope that Benes is going to start. Yeah, that that would make our that would solve that would solve a few. <laughs> it would make problems everyone's lives a little bit easier, wouldn't it? I think, especially when it comes to some budgetary options as well. But I think you're right. Only other question to the Friday night game. Again, I like this question when it comes to the Friday night game. But is there a player that's not necessarily expected to be in the starting lineups that you would like to see? Oh, actually, you know what? We're answering that question. It's Benes already. Uh, we've already done that one, so I don't even need to ask that question. Yeah, maybe Kutuchu as well. Oh, hello. Okay. He would so it's a big differential. Yeah, definitely. He would be a differential. I just think he's a pretty good player. Uh, and he's showing that every time he's on the pitch. And he's 7.3 million. So there you go. And playing on a Friday evening. That is true. Uh, if you want to risk it and you can't decide for you're on your third striker and Kutucher is in the starting line, maybe you can go there and you have budget for uh, on other parts of your squad. Yeah, actually, I really like that suggestion if he does start, of course. Okay, we're going to whip through the fixtures a little faster than normal because we've run long with the listener questions, so bear with us. But uh, we'll move on to the 3.30 games. Hoffenheim against Frankfurt. There's a question mark about whether Robert Scorff will be fit in time. Uh, and as we've mentioned, Pentke will start in goal for Frankfurt. Uh, Trapp does return between the sticks. Meanwhile, it's mooted that Dost and Paciencia will start up front. Now, Hoffenheim are better off than the last two seasons under Nagelsmann at this stage of the campaign. Frankfurt, though, are nine points worse off than at the same juncture last term. If you were picking a player from this game flow, who would it be? Evan and Dicker uh, already said that. He's he's pretty much in my plans for 6.8 million. Uh, and I think he can be a long-term addition if the um, back four is clicking and he's playing as a left-back. He, he wins challenges and he's also going forward and he's a threat to goal after set-pieces. I think he has a lot what you want in a fantasy defender. Yeah, that's it. He was a great budget option last season and he still may prove to be one this season, eh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, now that he's moving positions. Indeed. Okay, Dusseldorf against Bremen. There's a question for Dusseldorf as to whether Steven Skribski will slot straight into the starting lineup. Meanwhile, Bremen, they do have a Pretty tricky injury list to deal with. Augustinsson, uh, Gebre Selassie, Lang, Mervald, Fulkrug, all out. Now, Fortuna have won their last two games against Bremen. Indeed, they've actually recorded more wins against Werder than any other Bundesliga club. Who are you going for from this one, Flo? Uh, Marco Friedel, uh, 4.5 million. Uh, yeah, we already mentioned him before. I think he's... Uh, he's a lock to play. He likes to shoot uh, from stupid positions. That's also good <laughs> in uh, a fantasy sense. And uh, he's pretty cheap. And uh, I mean, you can make your argument for going Zutner instead of Friedel, but Zutner is not a hundred percent in the starting lineup, and it's a toss-up who scores more points between these two. I think. Uh, so that's why I would go with Friedel. Yeah, and uh, I think we also could mention Leonardo Bittencourt uh, for Bremen. He probably is going to start uh, in a more attacking role than we've seen him before. But with 11.2 million, he would be a bit on the pricey side for me. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has a good fantasy game. 
All right, interesting. Um, Mainz against Freiburg is the next game with Fernandez and Latza out for for Mainz. There may be a midfield shakeup. Meanwhile, the big news is that there will be the return of Mateta. I mean, he returned before uh, the end of the Hinrunde, but this will be the first time we see him in the starting lineup and hoping to score big for Freiburg. There are no real major absentees, but it does look like this weekend will come too soon for Luca Waldschmidt, who's suffering uh, under the effects of a cold. Now, Freiburg are enjoying their best season for seven years but they've never won away to Mainz, as we mentioned earlier. Who are you going for from this one, Flo? Uh, I'm going with Christian Günther. I mean, that's a bit boring, but uh, I think especially uh, because of the starting fixtures of Freiburg, uh, he he is someone you can rely on and not worry about in the next few weeks and months. Yeah, no, fair enough. One of the tricky fixtures, though, it has to be said. And the next one is two, potentially. Köln against Wolfsburg. As we mentioned, it's yet to be seen how Gisdol is really going to shape this Köln side after the winter break. There are questions as to whether Rex Bajai and Ut, who are the winter signings, could be thrust straight into the starting lineup for Wolfsburg. Breco did miss training on Wednesday, but returned on Thursday after a hand injury, so should be fit to start. Now, Wolfsburg, they went unbeaten in their first nine Bundesliga matches of the season, but Köln have taken more points in their six matches under Gisdol than they did in 11 under Bayerlotzer. Who are you backing in this one, Flo? I'm going with Brekalo. Glasner said in the press uh, uh, that he's going to be fine. Uh, I expect him to start actually behind two strikers, and that's Ginchek and Wechost. So a bit of change of system at uh, Wolfsburg too. So Ginchek is one 8.5 million. You can actually go with. Uh, it's a risky choice, but um, definitely not stupid to think that he's going to play and have an impact right away. Uh, and I think Brekalo can be uh, a great choice for that price tag uh, as a number 10. Couldn't agree more. Final 3.30 game is Augsburg against Dortmund. Uh, for Augsburg, Finn Bogerson and Iago are the two absentees. As we mentioned, there's a debate. Leuven or Jensen in the number 10 role behind Niederlechner. For Dortmund, Delaney's the absentee and there's no rush with Haaland. And it should we should see them stick with their 3-4-3 formation that helped them so much towards the end of the Hinrunde. Now, Dortmund have not lost their first match of a calendar year in 16 years, but Augsburg have won their last three on home soil flow. So how are you feeling about this one? Who are you going for? I think Dortmund is going to win that and Ashraf Hakimi is starting hot in the Rekrunde. Um I think for me, it's no question he's in my team for 14 million. Yeah, I think he's one of those almost in the must-have category coming into the first match day of the Rook Runder. Okay, closing out the action on Saturday in the Bundesliga, it's Leipzig against Union Berlin. Now, Campbell, Kanate, Orban still out for Leipzig. Meanwhile, there's a debate as to whether Patrick Schick or Yusuf Paulsen will partner Werner up front. For Union, there are question marks over the fitness of Schlotterbeck and Friedrich at the back. Now, Nagelsmann's side are on the longest unbeaten run of any Bundesliga club currently. Meanwhile, Timo Werner is only three goals shy of matching his career best single season return of 21 goals. Now, this is surely a good fixture to capitalize on a bit of flexibility this weekend, right, Flo? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, at least three Leipzig players should be in your lineup. Oh, at, at least at three. At least, yeah, like I said. One, you one can... defender, one midfielder, one striker? Yes. 
Yes. And uh, we talked about Halstenberg. If you can't make Halstenberg work, I think uh, Nordi Mukiele actually is a good option as well. Uh, he's going to play as a right back. And he's much cheaper than Halstenberg. I'm taking a quick look at his uh, value. It's 8.9 million. Wow. Um, so I think he's a pretty good pick as well. Yeah, and I mean, he, he showed in the first half of the season he loves to get forward. I mean, he doesn't have set pieces in his locker like Hausenberg, but a very attractive option. Yeah, yeah. And you save 5 million. So uh, that's definitely a plus for Mokiele. Still pr- would prefer Hausenberg over him. And at least three, I say, because I think for me, Werner and Sabitzer are lock. Then I'm going one defender of Leipzig and I might double up in Leipzig midfield with Gong and Kunku, um, who I will, will probably sell next week then. Um, but I'm just feeling pretty confident that he's going to start against Union. No, fair enough. I think, yeah, we talked about Leipzig op- uh, options in terms of their differentials um, outside of the big name players earlier. So I think we've definitely covered all the bases when it comes to them. And Union, let's be honest, this weekend is not the weekend to invest in them. Maybe outside of Lens if you need the money. <laughs> but as we pointed out, there are differentials there to go for too. But let's move on to the Sunday fixtures. Hertha against Bayern, it's a big one. Klinsmann against his former side. Now for Hertha, Arne Meyer is the only absentee. Meanwhile, Asasiba could make his Hertha debut in the Bundesliga. The man brought in from Stuttgart during the winter break. For Bayern, Kimmich is suspended. Javi Martinez, Zula, Hernandez and Coman are all out. Meanwhile, Gnabry, as we've mentioned, is a doubt. Now Hertha have kept three clean sheets in a row under Klinsmann. Four would be a club first. It's also worth mentioning that Dodi Lukabakio has scored five goals in three competitive meetings with Bayern. He's become a bit of a Bayern killer. And then let's talk about Lewandowski as well, throw out a stat about him, uh, because he only scored three in his last six Bundesliga appearances of the first half of the season. That was compared to 16 in his first 11 of the campaign. We wouldn't mind him hitting the ground running in the second half of the season in the same way. But with Bayern flow, um, their first five games of the Rookrunder, uh, Hertha away, Schalke at home, Mainz away, Leipzig at home, Köln away. How are you feeling about those first five fixtures? I mean, it's Bayern. Uh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Apart from the Leipzig game, maybe. But even that, they're playing at home. So I don't care about that that much. Uh, difference is on this match day, because now I've got unlimited transfers and that makes uh, makes a difference because usually... I don't make an effort to sell a Bayern player for a specific matchup because I most of the time have other players I want to move around. But for the first match day, you can make an argument to be a bit th- thin uh, on the Bayern side. So could be if I can make it work, the money work that I just have Lewandowski in my squad and that's it from Bayern. Yeah, I don't think that's an unreasonable stance to take when it comes to them this weekend. Quick yes or no, are Hertha still the most unattractive fantasy team going right now? Uh, For this match day, yes. Moving forward, we might see some value uh, out of Darida, Grujic, De Rusun, and you know who's coming now. 
Davy. Davy Zelka, of course. Yeah. <laughs> had to be. Yeah. Had to be. No, definitely. Uh, no, I actually, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, when it came, when it comes to Hertha this weekend, but yeah, going forward, don't rule them out completely. Okay. Final game of the fixture list, Paderborn against Leverkusen. This is quite a big one because I'm sure people will be looking at this for flexibility and for potentially big points from the Leverkusen camp. Now for Paderborn, Collins is suspended. Meanwhile, Siberian Mamba are both competing to start for Leverkusen, Bailey, Palacios, and Vendel are all suspended. Meanwhile, Arangis and Paulinho are both unavailable. Now, I was talking about Folland earlier. He's actually scored a team-leading six and assisted five for Leverkusen this term. But you were talking about Kai Havertz's flow. Now, he's only scored twice this season, but it's worth mentioning that 11 of his 17 Bundesliga goals last season came in the second half of the campaign. So we're pretty confident in terms of dipping into the Leverkusen squad this weekend, aren't we? Yes, I just wish we would have more clarity, especially on Belarabi. Um, Belarabi would be like a lock for me if uh, I would be 100% that he's in the starting lineup. But but if he's not Flo, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. But I almost feel like Belarabi is a lock to start at right wing because I can't see any other players capable of really doing that. What? Or do you think it's Alario comes in yeah, up front, Folland goes it. left, Diaba goes it. right? That's a problem. If Alario plays, then it's for Bellarabi or for Folland. Uh, but I think you didn't. Uh, see, I would think it was maybe for Diaby. No, I think Diaby is a lock to play. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think he he set himself clearly apart from from the pack. I think he's going to play, and that's what leads me to going maybe with Kai Havertz if I've got the funds. I think Havertz. Uh, He'll play better than the Hinrunde. Uh, I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's a good matchup, standalone fixture. Uh, he's a lock to start. A lot of positives on his side. So Havertz is interesting, and we talked about Daly Zinkerafen. He's going to play. If he has a great game, maybe he even stays uh, on the pitch. But if you buy a player like Zinkerafen, he's 7.7 .7 million uh, right now. Look through your squad and see how many players you want to get rid of for the next week because yeah. uh, Vendel is back next week and there's a good chance that Sinkraven, if he doesn't impress that much, uh, then Vendel will be back next week and you have to sell Sinkraven. And don't make yourself too many of these decisions for this match day and think, ah, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to sell him next week and then you sitting there and want to do five transfers. Uh, that's something yeah, to yeah. to avoid. Yeah, been been there, done that type thing. Yeah, the, unfortunately in my life. But yeah, that's a, a very fair point. So no, um, like if I'm bringing in a Schalke player and I'm bringing in Sinkraven, that's all already two players that I probably want to get rid of next week. So And then the rest of your squad has to be watertight. And you have to think about the next fixture as well. And... Uh, thinking if you're comfortable with him next week. Yeah, no, absolutely. These, I mean, these are crucial decisions at the start of the second half of the season. You don't want to be having to be in recovery mode too early because, of course, we do get three transfers a week, but there is no thing such as a wild card in this game that you can do a complete overhaul of your squad. Okay, on that note, we should make some player picks. Before we end the show, as always, we will start with our Vegas choice. Flo, who are you going for this weekend? I'm going with Kai Havertz because uh, from what I've seen uh, in the Hinrunde, it would be crazy to pay 17.4 million for him, but we know he can be a big fantasy scorer and he's definitely a differential pick. 
I would agree with that completely, absolutely. Uh, my Vegas choice is Michal Gregorich. As I said, rarely goes too far off my radar. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he's 9.7 million, as we've mentioned. And you know what? I don't need to talk too much about him. We've we've hit on all the plus points of Gregorich if he's in the starting lineup, especially if he's starting up front, as is expected. Okay, how about Super Schnepchen then, Flo? Where are you looking to save some money? Well, you got the Cologne backs... Uh, Jakobs and Katabach, uh, we already touched on them. I think a striker we haven't mentioned so far, he, who, who is going to start, I'm pretty confident of that, is Josh Sargent. His price tag is 3.9 million, but he scored twice against Hanover in, in the last test uh, of Bremen, and uh, he, he's looking in good shape. I mean, he played with an injury basically like, uh, for a long, long time, and they haven't recognized his injury. So now he he got treatment for that. Uh, I think that might actually help him uh, hitting top form. So I think Sargent is, if you want to make a bargain up front, he's your guy for 3.9 million. You know what? I was actually kind of thinking along the same lines myself in terms of we rarely have a budget striker in this option. So I'll throw out another name and it's actually on the opposite side of Bremen and it's Steven Skripsky of Dusseldorf because I'm starting the way they're talking about him. It sounds like he's going to be thrust straight into the starting line. They're very hot on what he's brought to this side. And I think, yeah, he could be a wonderful option. He's only 5.3 million as a striker. And I think, yeah, we could see him kind of make a big impact on match day 18 or at least I'd like to think so for Dusseldorf. Although, uh, admittedly, not too much of an impact flow, right? Because we do want Bremen to come out uh, on the right side of that result. Okay, final player pick then is, as always, the banker. Who are you going for, Flo? Yeah, it's funny because I haven't mentioned him the whole show just because I wanted to save it for last, and that's Marco Royce. 18.7 million. He played with a lot of health issues uh, at the end of the Hinrunde as well. Still performed well, but now I'm thinking he had some time to rest. He's at 100% right now. He can torch Augsburg. He has done that before. And I I think in the role that Sancho is now play, basically playing as a striker and uh, Royce a bit more behind that, it might be counterintuitive, but I prefer probably Royce over Sancho right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's just always a tough decision, but you save a bit of money. And uh, I think maybe uh, opponents don't get so close to him because they have to think about Sancho and Hazard. Um, these two are playing up front. And... Uh, I like Royce to score a lot of goals in the Rekronda. Yeah, I mean, a big plus point for him against Sancho as well is the fact that, of course, he's involved in set pieces and penalties too, and Sancho is not. So, yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't mind that as a... Well, it's, yeah, Sancho does corners and stuff, so... I know, but Royce is first choice, right? Yeah. If we're being honest. Sancho does take the odd corner here and there, but I think Royce is the first choice taker. Really? I, I, I saw Sancho... We have to, we have to you know check what? that. Maybe I need to go back and look, uh, watch some Dortmund footage, but yeah. I know I know he does take the odd corner. I just always had you know people like Guerrero or, or Royce ahead of him in the pecking order. But hey, I might be wrong. Mm. Um, so feel free to correct me online if that is the case, or maybe uh, Sancho will provide two assists from corners this weekend just to prove me wrong. Okay, in terms of my banker, to stay away from the overly too boring. I did have Timo Werner down, but I think I, if I'm being honest, that the pick 
as a banker this weekend for me is Marcel Hausenberg, still along the Leipzig lines. He offers you the flexibility of the Saturday evening game, a potential big star man pick as well. So Marcel Hausenberg, I think this weekend is going to go down as my banker. So yeah, okay, that will bring us to an end of today's show. It's been a long one, but we, you know, what that was probably necessary ahead of the start of the Rook Runder, uh, and ultimately given the fact that we took so much time to answer listener questions, I actually don't have a problem with it at all because I'd like us to answer as many of your questions as possible. I think we pretty much hit them all today, which is always a good thing. Out of the park, we hit them. Uh, out, yeah. exactly, out of the, that's the, <laughs> that's the attitude I like to hear, Flo, as well. Absolutely. Um, so we hope we did uh, cover all the bases, but don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook, and if you haven't yet, join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League. For now, from me, your host, James Surrogate, Flo, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, for the first time in 2020. Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören.